4: that could make a wolverine curve on
5: visa, the sports betting network this is the greg peterson experience on visa the sports betting network and we've got three tremendous hours for you guys we've got a lot of guests that are going to be joining me as we've got to break down the nfc and afc title games gotta take a look at everything that we've got in a rather small college basketball friday we've got 10 games before we get by my count, we've got 147 games on Saturday, might be a game, more might be a game, less, but we've got a ton of games that are going to be coming up for Saturday, so a little bit more of a shallow Friday, but that's up, we still got some money to be made there and so much more. As joining me in studio in about 15 minutes, Joe Fanny does tremendous work over at Win Sports as... One of their main brand ambassadors. We're going to be taking a look at the NFC and a AFC title games. Might dive into some of these coaching decisions as well. We saw the Carolina Panthers decide that they are going to be going with Mr. Reich over Wilkes, which I do find that to be a little bit fascinating. We're going to be seeing what we all get this offseason. Because for all but four of these teams, there is a lot of preparation when it comes to the NFL draft and so much more so. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes and we got to see where the money and the bets are moving on all these big games as well. Patrick Everson, he does amazing work over at Vegas Insider. He is going to be joining me to round out our number one in about 45 minutes to take a look at that. Our number two, we've got Mackenzie Kramer. He does amazing work over at ESPN and their stats and information department along with the show The Daily Wager. He's going to be joining me taking a look at these title games and I know he's a little bit of a futures player as well I'm sure that we're gonna have a little bit of time to see when he's all got some futures on as well so he's gonna be joining me in our number two and then Kobe Dent over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network joins me in our number three as he does a lot of their college podcasts he's actually got a podcast I believe called the College Experience so we're gonna be talking some college basketball with him we're gonna be taking a look at both the games for Friday and a little bit more of the broad landscape of college basketball because we got the big SEC, big 12 challenge that is going to be coming up and those games are going to be so intriguing. But what is really intriguing is the way that things are right now moving in terms of the board for this AFC title game as we once again saw another move. We're seeing Patrick Mahomes partaking in a few little things and... Now it is to the point where the Kansas City Chiefs are a full point to a point point a half favorite in this game. And the total it has crept up just a little bit as well. Most places were more around 47, 47 half when I was doing this show yesterday. Now we're finding it in a lot of places at a 48. That is where we're seeing this number creep up too. And I do think that it's just so fascinating because I think that this is one of these things where you've really got to be going with your gut. In terms of everything that we are seeing right now. Because there are reports that Patrick Mahomes is jogging around and everything like that. But that said, you just don't know what you're going to be getting until live action happens. Because it is one thing to simulate something. It's another thing to put it in practice. Like There are many of you folks out there that you do New Year's resolutions. And one of the most popular ones is... Oh, I am going to go to the gym. I am, I'm going to lose 25 pounds this year. List goes on and on. I'm someone that I can relate. It was never a new year's resolution. I am not someone that does new year's resolutions, but when I see something that is wrong, I try to address it. I was 215 pounds in high school. I was trying to impress a girl that I was working with back at the time, back when I was at the old TJ Maxx. And I decided, you know what, we're going to try to trim off some pounds and, it's pretty difficult to be able to do. I was able to lose 60 pounds, but it took many, many attempts for me to be able to do so and to be able to keep it off. And until you start actually putting it into a practice, you don't know how that's going to be going. And you've got a lot of factors in there. Now, what Patrick Moams is going to be receiving in terms of medication, in terms of ways to ease a pain, certainly much better than the stuff that I could get over the counter going to like a local CVS or anything like that. There's no question about it. You've got the best of the business working with these guys and that is something that needs to be factored in as well. But you just don't know what you're going to be getting out of him. And I mean, there's taking a look at something like the it factor. There are certain guys that perform a little bit better under pressure than others. There are some guys that they're able to ease their way through a injury a little bit better than others as well. That's certainly something that needs to be noted. And Patrick Mahomes has had injuries in the past. He has been able to excel while dealing with those injuries. So I don't think that that's a complete nothing burger in this instance, but there's just so much to dive into. And then there's the handicap as well as to what you would make this game if it would be Patrick Mahomes fully healthy. Because if you're of the thought that if Patrick Mahomes was fully healthy and you would still be on the side of the Cincinnati Bengals, something that should be stopping you from questioning your handicap as well. And I think that it is very important that you always do trust yourself above everyone else because there's so much things that happen in the world that sometimes the worst things that you can do is second-guess yourself. I can tell you right now, some of my worst bets ever are when I was sitting there, I was diving into things, I was like, man, maybe there's something I'm missing. When in reality, oh, no, there's nothing I was missing. There was just a bunch of people around me that had no idea what they were doing. And well, sometimes you're that person that has no idea what you're doing as well. That happens from time to time as well. But when it comes to this landscape on a minus 110 spread, as long as you're hitting at north of 52.4%, you're coming out really well. Like I take a look at just some of the action that we're getting a college basketball right now. Like this is a game that's going on right now. As we do this live, I had no idea whatsoever. Why the Arizona state versus Washington game was getting bad up. It was an opener of 139. I had my total set much lower than that. I see it go up and all I could do is sit here and wonder why in the world is money coming in on the over? Why in the world? Is this total going northward? I stuck with my under. I have just learned at this point, I've got to put out my numbers before anyone else does. And I am going to stick with those numbers. I am not going to let myself run victim to sort of what the betting splits are to what some of these people on social media are posting up. I am not going to run victim to that. Now, if there would be a case where you would have some sort of a catastrophic injury the Cambridge brothers, they were riding the roller coaster a few days ago. They break every bone in their body for Arizona State. Yeah, that could certainly adjust the handicap because injuries themselves, and it's always something that you do want to be noting, but unless if acted upon that would actually change the players, change the actual handicap itself, and sometimes that can be like a little bit of a travel situation. You're going to be finding this in the months of... February into early March in college basketball, you'll find the good old snowstorms that happen. I'm from the great state of Wisconsin, so something that I do with things like the Big Ten games and some of the Summit League games, I always want to dive in and just make sure all right, Team X was not held up at like an airport for eight hours or anything like that. Anyone that has been delayed at an airport for eight hours knows just how brutal that is, and that does take something out of you. That is something that I actually do think is a handicapping angle, because when you get ordeals like that, it certainly is not going to be popping up on a spreadsheet, but trust me, anyone that is dealing with this, heck, I mean, forget about sports. If you're trying to do, like, a business conference, if you're having to go in and you're having to give, like, a PowerPoint, you're having to travel from my home state of Wisconsin, so we'll use that as an example, if you have to go from Wisconsin down to North Dakota we just threw out there in arbitrary state by the way and you're held up due to snow for about eight hours that might affect your report because you might be feeling all sorts of groggy you might have had a couple airport beverages which those are always a good time as well but that's something that you do want to be taking into account so I always do think that that's very important but as long as things aren't being acted upon by outside forces that you were not handicapping before always stick with it and I do think that that is very important to do just in sports betting and in life in general and I do think that it is always worth taking note of it is also worth taking note of that it is a little bit of a changing of the seasons as well so on this show you were noticing it this week when we were doing a little bit more with regards to hockey getting Andy McDeal on a couple of days ago We're going to be trying to do a little bit more of that here on the show as well because we're really getting down to the end of it. And something to take a look at as well is what is going to be the next major thing in the NFL once the Super Bowl wraps up. We are down to three games left in the regular season. But NFL draft betting is something that you do probably want to be sticking a little bit of stock into. I do think that there are very good edges to be had. And when you're diving into NFL draft betting as well. What you are going to be noticing is some of these bets are going to be a little bit more chalky, like odds for player X to be in the top 10. You might be finding them at like minus 400 minus 500 things like this. And those actually can be some of those profitable bets. I was listening to Gil Alexander a little bit earlier today. He was on Bill Krakenberger. They do a nice segment over there. They were reminiscing about that. Mayweather McGregor fight I still go back to the best bet that I ever made when I was out here in Las Vegas it was a little bit of a sweaty bet and this is probably a story that's going to be popping up within the next few days because I've got even more thoughts about this and I've got more that I'm going to be able to discuss upon it I've only got 30 seconds to be able to lay it out but essentially biggest bet that I've ever made out in Las Vegas was laying minus four dollars on Floyd Mayweather I was in student loan debt Needed to get out of it. Thought that it was the most sure thing on the board. Getting something that you think is going to hit 99% at minus 400. That's good value. What is tremendous value? King Joe fan of win bet aboard. He is going to be joining me next in studio. Take a look at the NFC and AFC title game stacks. You're on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa. the sports Bank Network.
4: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: If you are looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VSIN Experts Heavy Cover. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Deep dive betting reports, Vsin betting guides for all the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vCN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe as We're back here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa, the sports Bang network being joined now in studio by Joe fan does tremendous work over there at WinBet as one of their main brand ambassadors and Joe always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you.
4: Yeah. Always good to be here, man. Good to see you.
5: It is great to have you aboard and Joe, you've got to lead off with what is right now the biggest thing happening in all of sports. It is the fact that Hawaii versus UC Santa Barbara is tipping off right about now. No, I'm kidding. Of course, with that, We've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals game, and we have been seeing this line moving all over the place. Chiefs opened up as a two-point favorite just after the game's concluded on Sunday. They get bet down to being an underdog. Now it is rebounded to where the Chiefs are between a one and and one-and-a-half point favorite. What do you make out of all this? Because I am just still of the thought that we aren't going to get fully truthful information in terms of this Patrick Mahomes injury. It's either going to be more of a big deal or it's going to be less of a big deal than what the chiefs are making out of it i think that we're going to get a lot of smoke screen so i think that this is just sort of in a circumstance where you have to take all the information that you can about high ankle sprains and just sort of make your own call with it
4: yeah it's funny this this line has been blowing with the wind uh Mm -hmm. where the nfc championship game is pretty much held steady at eagles minus two and a half i know we'll get to that one but certainly it makes sense the layers to this but certainly when when patrick mahomes is is seen limping around the division around and, and barely making it through, can't put any weight on that injured ankle. Um, it makes sense why all the immediate money was on Cincinnati. Then when you get the reports on Wednesday that you know, he's walking around without a boot, no limp, he's fine. Of course, that money's going to pour back in on the Chiefs, getting them in an underdog in some spots, plus money or at least even money. Um, I won't believe it till I see it, that he's 100% or anywhere near 100%. I mean, I just don't know how you can go one week and get yourself back to where you're not showing any signs of that injured ankle. I mean, a high ankle sprain is a lot of times, you know, a four to six week injury and okay. Maybe it wasn't that severe, you know, to where, yes, he's going to play and he will be okay. But certainly after what you watched the Bengals defensive line do to Josh Allen, just a week ago, again, on the road in snowy conditions, holding the bills to just 10 points was an incredible feat in my opinion. And so, um, you know, where I stand on this game is sort of irrelevant of how Patrick Mahomes is feeling, but it does make sense given the ambiguity of his situation why the line has moved so much.
5: And I think that there's just such a big difference as well between taking a look at things right now, taking a look at him being able to walk and jog around in practice versus actual game action as well. Because when you've got the bullets flying during a game, that's just completely different from being able to go through walkthroughs, being able to just, throw to your teammates, things like that. And I think that there's just such a massive difference. So even if he is looking fine in practice, that doesn't mean that he's going to be fine in a game.
4: Yeah. And and even if he starts the game feeling 80%, that doesn't mean he's going to finish the game feeling 80%. And that's not to say that Cincinnati would go after him at all, but just over the course of being a mobile quarterback and playing four quarters, you're going to take a couple of hits you're going to have to plant here and there. I mean, we saw just trying to hand the football off, and he's hopping on one foot oh, you know, last week against the Jags. So, yeah, I, I'm not buying it. You know, And so if I'm siding with the Bengals, which, which I am, I'm probably rebuying in now that they're one-point dogs again. Um, you know, I just think there's so much that you saw from Cincinnati to believe in them, even if Patrick Mahomes was 100%. You don't beat this Chiefs team three times in 13 months by accident. This will be number four if they're able to do it. And so I sort of get that narrative. Last time I was here, we talked about that with the Seahawks-Niners game. How hard is it to be a team three times? Well, the Niners had no problem. The Eagles had no problem against the Giants. This, a totally different situation given how good the Chiefs are. But I think your one reservation was always, well, they're starting an offensive line full of backups. Well, those backups dominated in the snow against the Bills. And I know that Chris Jones is a better defensive lineman than anything the Bills threw out at the at the, uh, the Bengals last week, but I still don't look at that defensive line across the board and say it's dominant. So you've got one guy you got to make sure doesn't wreck the game all by himself. But but by and large, everything you saw against Buffalo gives me so much confidence they can do it again at Arrowhead or or Burrowhead Is this uh, <laughs> you know bravado uh, of this Bengals team is being on full display this week?
5: I absolutely love it and do you think that this could perhaps be an opportunity to be able to take a look at some player props as well? Because the way that I'm really attacking this and I'm finding myself right now on the Bengals. I was fearing that when this move to the Bengals being a favorite, it's like, man, I missed my chance at being able to get some plus money on them. But looks like that opportunity is going to be able to be presented to itself. Like right now where we said at circa the Bengals are at a plus one five, which I think is a very good number. If you're able to dive in right now, because I'm not sure Where this is going to be on game day, but I think it might be a little bit difficult to beat that because most books are at one. But that said, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, the fact that he might start but not be able to finish this game and being able to get player props on him. I do think is something that is very appealing because if there is a circumstance where he is feeling relatively solid at the beginning of the game, but he can't quite finish the game that could provide you a lot of really good value because right right now, for instance, I'm seeing his player prop in terms of yardage at 286 and a half. You've got to figure that he's not going to be fully himself, and you've got to figure that this leads into other guys like maybe a Pacheco, for instance, getting more touches in this game.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at the Pacheco number. Uh, What's around around 50, 55? Uh, We find a 47 and a half. Yep. So... You, it's understandable the over is is juiced and pretty much everywhere you're going to find it upwards of minus 130 or even higher. Um, the issue is that his volume is never really there. He's just able to churn out a really nice, healthy, and efficient yards per carry number. Maybe that total goes up with Patrick Mahomes sort of ailing. I think it also just depends on game script. Um, you know, I look at the Bengals. I think that's going to be a funnel, a pass funnel offense there because the Chiefs known for their offense their run defense was top 10 in the league this year and so you're looking at a Bengals team that already struggles to run the football this is going to be a joe burrow game and so you know if i'm looking at you know just passing attempts whatever you can find you know i love that for joe burrow 37 and a half it's a great number went over that in the snow in a blowout against buffalo last week now uh, why can't he do that in a shootout you expect 47 and a half is the total in most places points are expected to be scored you expect a pass heavy offense with the Chiefs excelling against the run Um, I love Joe Burrow over 37 and a half
5: and do you think because of just the circumstances around this game perhaps not even taking a look at anything before the game but rather taking a look in game maybe after a drive or two of the Kansas City Chiefs a drive or two of the Cincinnati Bengals because you did raise the offensive line concerns and I do think that they still are not a nothing burger. I think that it was very good what we saw against the Buffalo Bills, but at the same time, when you've got cluster injuries, you can never be too safe being out there in the snow. Probably a little bit more of a benefit for these Cincinnati Bengals in that ordeal as well. So I do think that perhaps maybe taking a look at this after a drive or two, being able to get a little bit of a better lay of the land, even if the number is just a tad bit diminished, could be a way to be able to evaluate this as well.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's fair. And I I misspoke. Joe Burrow had 36 uh, against Buffalo. But still, 36 pass attempts in a game. You win by 17 points in the snow on the road. Um, In an anti-passing game script, key. uh, I feel pretty good about him getting to 37 or clearing 37 and a half and getting to 38 in this one. Yeah, I think also, you know, this is a game where I think you can look at talk, uh, chalky touchdown scores. You know, anytime touchdowns, you can get T. Higgins at plus 190. I know he's sort of at a dud against the Bills, but but certainly as a boomer bust player, you can get a touchdown nearly two to one. I like that. Same thing with Travis Kelsey at minus 115 or Jamar Chase right at even money. If 47 and a half points are going to be scored, this is a team. These are both teams, I think, that that geared towards their stars. Certainly Travis Kelsey's numbers in the playoffs are ridiculous and saw said against the Jags last week I and mean, he puts the, the passing game on his back certainly without Tyreek Hill uh, you expect him to do the same beyond there it sort of gets spread out evenly you know after Travis Kelsey but when you're looking at the Bengals it's Jamar Chase it's T Higgins you have some other guys you know mixed in there a bit Hayden Hurst had a nice game against the Bills but uh, I think there's some value in touchdown scores as well
5: I do think so as well and I think that with Travis Kelsey I mean, he had more receptions in the game last week than Isaiah Pacheco, someone who's been quite trendy recently, and rightfully so, because he's been able to do a nice job of be a rack of some yards, but he had more receptions than Pacheco had rush attempts. That is just absolutely ridiculous, and even if Chad Henney's out there, you know that Chad Henny, he's going to be looking to a safety blanket of Travis Kelsey, so I do like the way that you're looking on that front end. We've been taking a look at the AFC title game in this segment. Coming up next, we're going to be rejoined by Joe Fan, who does amazing work over there at Wimbed, and we're going to take a look at the NFC side of things right here on the Great Peterson Experience on V-SIM, V-Sports Bank Now.
4: On Zen, the sports betting
5: network. Welcome back this segment of the Greg Peterson Experience. is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products—they're either too complicated to use, or they do not provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches—they might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store that is nearest you. That's at Zinn.com. Z-Y-N.com. And a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an inaddict- addictive chemical. As. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Joe Fan, does tremendous work over at Wimbet. And Joe, we took a look at the AFC side of things a lot in the last segment. Let's take a look at the NFC side. And... Well, we are not seeing the same live movement that we saw in the AFC. Opened up at one and a half with the Eagles laying it on Sunday. Went very quickly to two and a half, and it has stayed right here. How do you evaluate this game? Because I know that there's a lot of people that are questioning Brock Purdy right now. There's a lot of people that are wondering exactly what we're going to be able to get out of the 49ers offense. But I do take a look at the line play in this game, and... I do think that the Eagles are going to have their hands full with the 49ers up front. I don't know if it'll be enough for the 49ers to be able to get it done, but at minimum, I do think that the 49ers are going to be able to do a solid job on the defensive side of things and give this 49ers team a shot.
4: Yeah, I think these are the two best rosters in football. I I would say that whoever wins this game will be my pick to win the Super Bowl. Before the season I put two Super Bowl tickets down. It was on the Niners and it was on the Eagles. So, nice. I'm guaranteed to have one make it through. Obviously a bit of bias in terms of who I think will win in terms of picking the NFC side over the AFC, but it's super easy to sell yourself on the Eagles here. They're at home. They just embarrass the Giants. Um, they've got uh, an edge in the passing game where the Giants or the sorry the Niners The really one weakness is during the regular season, their pass defense ranked 20th in football. They just got torched last week by CeeDee Lamb. Dallas had every opportunity to win that game, whether it's just Dak laying an absolute egg or Brock Purdy having his mistakes not, not hurt the Niners in terms of the dropped interceptions from the Cowboys side of things. You've got the passing game. That's an edge. The the offensive line, especially with Lane Johnson, you know, he's fighting through an injury, but the fact that he'll be playing, you'd like to hope that group – it's strength on strength, for sure. But I think they can give Jalen Hurts enough time to let uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown feast uh, on the Niners secondary. Um, And then you saw what that defensive line of the Eagles did to Daniel Jones. It was a a five-and-a-half sacks dominant from start to finish. And maybe in the Niners defense or offensive line didn't play great against the Cowboys. The task is even tougher this week. You know, might Brock Purdy look even worse against an Eagles team that is better than the Cowboys. And you go to Lincoln financial field, which will be the most hostile environment he's seen yet.
5: Yeah. There's just so much here with it. And personally, what I like the most in this game is the under, because I do think that the Eagles, they do a relatively solid job with their secondary. Now, They do have some weaknesses in terms of their rush defense, but if you do have the 49ers running the ball quite a bit, that is going to be leading to a lot of time getting chewed up. That's going to be leading to more prolonged drives, in my opinion, and I do think that it's going to be a pair of teams that are going to be able to bear down on that side of things. Jalen Hurts, he checked all the boxes last week, but this is a completely different defense than what he faced last week with the Giants. Totally. I
4: mean, again, I think there's two best rosters in football. I'll probably end up still betting the Niners because they've been basically an ATM for me for two months. And I just have this gut feeling that that they find a way and get it done. And if, if you're going to bet it, in my opinion, take the plus money, take the money line as opposed to the two and a half. Um, because I think they if they if they cover, it means they're going to win outright. Um, you know, if you like the Niners enough at two and a half, you should like them enough to take them on the money line. Um, they have the coaching edge here both with Kyle Shanahan, who I don't know if there are many coaches in football. It's a short list, certainly, of coaches that give their team the X's and O's advantage to the degree in which he does. And then D'Amico Ryans, who is likely a a week away, two weeks away from being a head coach in this league. So um, I think the Niners have the coaching edge, which is huge. You can't discredit the speed they have at linebacker off the edge with Nick Bosa. Um, you know, I think Fred Warner and Drake Greenlot, at, uh, at linebacker help negate some of Jalen Hurts' running ability. Um, and then all the skill players. We talk about Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, Christian McCaffrey. It's an incredible group of skill players to, again, take some of the pressure off of Brock Purdy's arm. So I expect both of these games to be tremendous. I think they're both genuinely coin flips. Sometimes you see a Cinderella story. The Bengals were sort of that last year, and they ended up being wildly entertaining, they're back this year. But it does feel like we've got the superpowers here in this championship weekend. Four of the top five teams in football, if you want to throw the bills in there, is that top five. And all season long, we've talked about it's those teams and everybody else. And now that we're here, it's good to see these teams go at it. And I think no matter who wins, we're going to be treated to an unbelievable Super Bowl matchup.
5: Absolutely. And I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. That's exactly what you want. Just in general, as a sports fan, you want the best teams to be able to get here because I love college basketball. I love the NCAA tournament. And it's always fun when you see a team like a 15 seed and oral Roberts win a game or two. You love to be able to see St. Peter's be able to knock off Kentucky. You don't want to see St. Peter's make the elite eight slash final four because you know, man, we At no point were we thinking that this team should be able to make it this far and now they've been able to do so because they've been able to spring a few upsets and I do think that it is good that we just have this level of competition because I take a look at the futures board and I've never seen such a tight futures in really any sport because right now you take a look at DraftKings, Eagles are plus 240, Chiefs are plus 260 the Bengals are plus 275, and the 49ers are the long shot at plus 330. And quite frankly, it just shows you, for one, how closely net things are. And for two, if you were taking a look at futures, I would just put a bet on the money line of the team that you think is going to be able to win the Super Bowl this week and roll it over into the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, no, I think that's a great call. It's a great way to do it uh, and get more value there than just taking the futures ticket. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup. I think we saw we're just coming off of the NCAA national championship game, the college football playoff, where it was such a letdown and a beatdown yeah. at that. And when you're, you know, you take some of the betting out of it, take whether or not you're a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan or whoever's left, and you're just a sports fan. You want you want the big game to be a good game, and it does feel like these last three, no matter how it all shakes out, should be excellent football to finish what has been a really fun season. Uh, Before I have to get out of here, I know we only got a couple more minutes left. I'm basically going, pushing my chips to the middle and going all in on basically every Eagles passing prop I can find, whether it's Jalen Hurts attempts, whether it's A.J. Brown yards, Devontae Smith yards, anytime touchdowns. To me, if they're going to win, those guys are going to have big games. It's not because they're going to run the football all over the Niners. Is that silly of me or where are you at? Have you kind of looked at the prop market um, and thinking that maybe that's, an edge that can be exploited, not just by the Eagles, but, but by us as betters as well.
5: I think it's so interesting to take a look at these two teams, because I think that if the 49ers win it, they're going to be doing the exact opposite. They're going to be running it with Ebo Samuel. You want to be taking a look at player props on Christian McCaffrey, perhaps even Elijah Mitchell to a little bit of a lesser extent. If you like the Philadelphia Eagles, you want them to be able to air it out because the run defense of the 49ers, it is more strong than the pass defense. And with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, no doubt, Miles Sanders, he's a solid running back. He's a guy that has been able to get the job done all season long, but it's really been all about Jalen Hurts and what he's been able to do to be able to help out, utilizing his feet to be able to set up some of those deep passes. So the way that I view this is if you like the 49ers, you want to invest in the run game of them, and for the Eagles, you want to invest in their pass game.
4: I kind of like, uh, I got to find, what's the number um, on, and maybe it's not out, is it out there? Where's Elijah Mitchell? Because I want to find a number on Elijah. It's not out there, at least where I There's am finding it. some places I might it?
5: have it. I'm not seeing it on DraftKings.
4: Because TV. I think a sneaky storyline to this game is Christian McCaffrey's calf. Like, I just don't think he's anywhere near 100%. And you saw towards the end of that Cowboys game where they're trying to close it out. He'd come in on a third down here and there, but it was the Elijah Mitchell show. And you saw him every time he went back to the sideline, trying to stretch it out, trying to get it worked on. He hasn't practiced all week. Obviously he will play, but the nature of that position, you're always one play away from going down. And I think the calf injury can be super finicky in that all it takes is a little wrong move, subtle move that can aggravate it and, and take him out of the game. So I'm going to look for Elijah Mitchell numbers. I think they're going to be modest, but I think whatever you can find, I would very, very strongly consider taking it if it's anywhere in the ballpark of 25
5: to 35. Yeah, Ben. Kenneth Gainwell has had a few nice games as well. I'm seeing him at 11.5 rushing yards as well. I'm not sure exactly what his workload is going to be, but even a very small workload, I feel like, there might be a little bit of value there. Not quite as much value as getting you in studio, though, Joe. <laughs> you do amazing work over there at WimBet, and I do always appreciate the time. Thank you so much.
4: Appreciate you, brother. Always fun.
5: It is always great to be able to get Joe Fan aboard. He joined me in studio right here on the Great Peterson Experience. The coming in next, we've got to see where all the big bets are heading. And for that, we bring on Patrick Everson of Vegas Insider here on the Great Peterson Experience on BCNB Sports Bank Network.
2: Play.
4: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network.
5: Football fans, with conference championships this weekend, it is time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to ten thousand dollars. And bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place ten dollars or more in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house. If the numbers match up with the square matching up with the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions are do occur with eligibility bonuses, credit use, and qualifying wagers, and for full terms and conditions, those are at BetRiversSquares.com as We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSM, the Sports Bank Network, and we're being joined now by Patrick Everson. does amazing work over there at Vegas, or does amazing work over at VegasInsider.com. And Patrick, always great to have you aboard. Thank you.
7: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on tonight, Greg. Hope you're doing well.
5: I hope you are doing well as well. And Patrick, it is the biggest topic right now in the sports gambling world. What is all happening with this line In terms of the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, the Chiefs opened up in some spots even as high as a three-point favorite. Now, those threes lasted about six minutes and some odd seconds. This guy completely gobbled up, and and it was bet down to like two, two two-and-a-half, flipped all the way to the Bengals being a favorite. Now it has come back to most places the Chiefs being a one-point favorite, where I said at circa really the one-and-a-half that I'm seeing right now, but what have we been seeing in terms of this line and how are bookmakers just how are bookmakers just going about all this? Because it's a very unprecedented situation where money is sort of coming in on news, much like it would in the stock market.
7: Right. It's, it's, it's really, it's really been an interesting couple of days and I thought, um, Jason Scott, vice president of trading for BetMGM, I thought he had kind of the most prescient comment on this. Um, He honestly said, he said, it's fun. He said, it's a guessing game. And he said, at first he said, none of our customers actually know what's going to happen, and neither do we, so we're all in the same boat. But then he backed up just a tick, Greg, and he said, 99.9% of our customers don't know either, so we're all in the same boat. He did uh, give a little bit of a nod to, Obviously, we know you and I both know people out there who have uh, who have the means and often can get it, get get information ahead of the odds makers and, and find a way to beat the number or beat the line move or get the best of the number. So, um, you know, he knows it. Look, mo- but generally speaking, nobody really the, the odds makers don't really know the you know the betters don't really know. It seems to be getting a little more clear with Mahomes having practiced over these last couple of days, and because of that, the line is run back toward. Uh, toward Cincinnati or toward Kansas City, I should say, but it's definitely been fascinating. Over at Windbet, I was told they've got you know sharp play on both sides of the spread and the total, you know, depending on where the number has been. Um, and uh, you know, what I thought was probably really the more interesting conversation, and you won't find this surprising at all, is what Rex Byers had to tell me on Wednesday night, as he and I discussed this game, and it, you know, it just this kind of really tells the story about what's gone on over these last couple of days. What he said was uh, at one point yesterday, Wednesday, basically you have know, Wednesday morning to Wednesday afternoon, he said, we went from having the best price on the chiefs to having the best price on the Bengals in about four minutes.
5: That is absolutely insane. And Rex also partaking in our V college basketball contest with, that. I know that Matt humans is hosting as well. So good guy over there. And Matt, it is absolutely insane what we've been seeing, and it does lead to a situation where if betters have been taking a look at money lines in terms of both the Bengals and the Chiefs, you can be finding yourself with plus money on both sides, which and so is a good circumstance to have, obviously. You know that one of those sides is going to be going down, but when you get plus money on both sides, for some betters, that's just exactly what they are looking for as well, so. There's going to be some opportunities like that that arise from this game. And in terms of the NFC side of things, things have been a little bit more flat. Right now, we're finding the line that we've had the last few days with the Philadelphia Eagles being a two-and-a-half point favorite. Juice has moved a little bit. You're finding where I'm at at Circa, the Juice being the Philadelphia Eagles at minus 115 to lay that two-and-a-half. But what have you been seeing thus far? Because feels like... A few more of the bets are coming in on the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's been nothing substantial enough to cause anyone to move to three. And I would imagine that if this did move to three, that's when you'd see a lot of buy-in on the 49ers.
7: Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. And I'll first start with, you know, going back to to Rex Byers. And again, he's the uh, the uh, the head of wagering for PlayUp now, but he's worked at Superbook and he's worked with Caesars and he's, and he's he's been around. Uh, he's definitely a veteran odds maker here. And he doesn't think there's any shot, even though it's juiced right now of this going to Eagle's minus three. He said, I can't see it going up. I think there'll be 49ers money at some point over these next couple of days. And that if anything, it goes down. If it even moves off a of two and a half, but if it moves, he thinks it's going down. And as you pointed out, it's two and a half juiced at, at most spot. And the the interesting part about that comment is I've talked with, uh, with Zachary Lucas at twin fires on Wednesday. And again, that's a smaller book, retail book. But then points bet today, I talked with Mike corn today, both of those operations said they are, you know, pretty heavy to Philadelphia points bet really heavy to Philadelphia, like five to one money and more than nine or five to one tickets, nine to one money on the spread. And they're hitting the Eagles on the money line. Pretty good too. And he said, Mike corn, again, a Points Bet, heavy liability on the Eagles. He expects they'll be rooting for the Niners in the championship game. That's as of now, and as you and I know, and as I'm sure as you explain to your audience often, a lot can change in the next 72 hours or so, or a little less than 72 hours, I guess, if we're talking the first game here. But, uh, but at the moment, that's where they're at. And early in the week, when I talked to Casey Degnan about this over at the Superbook, he he was saying the same thing. He said when they were out of the gate, they were seeing all Philly action, which moved them from one and a half to two and a half. Um, and he said, look, I think there's going to be buyback in San Francisco during the week, but he still anticipates meeting the Niners come kickoff.
5: I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a case where we're probably going to be seeing more Philadelphia Eagles money come in. But as we were saying, if this were to move to three and I don't think it's going to be oh, yeah. to three either. I think that Rex is spot on with that. You would just see immediately people buying in on the 49ers at that three. I think the only way to be able to go about it, if you're looking to get off the two and a half would be by doing a little bit of a teaser, but I know that as well. Something that you've been taking a look at is the Super Bowl odds as well. Obviously, the futures are out there. I mean, I think that this is a good time for our VSIM pro tip. VSIM.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these all by showing by sport. If there's a team that you like in the futures market to be able to win the Super Bowl, you might as well just bet the money line this week and roll it over into the Super Bowl. You're going to get a better payout on any of the four teams that you like if you just do the money line rollover for these two games rather than taking a futures bet right now. But what are you seeing in terms of some of these look-at Super Bowl lines along with the futures market for the Super Bowl?
7: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Greg, because I'm sure you you pointed out and I'm sure you saw that, you know, the the current Super Bowl odds, all four teams are really bunched up, you know, relatively short plus money on all of them, you know, between basically like plus 240 to, say, plus 330 or so. You've got all four teams bunched up in there. And I think it was Caesars, and even some others I know, and Circa probably has two uh, behind you there, come out with you know sort of look-ahead odds depending on the matchup. Here's the price. And I saw one book on Wednesday, I think it was Caesars, and every game was like minus one or pick them, no matter what the matchup was. So I think you, you make a good point that you might want to just money line it, and, and if you win, roll the money line into the Super Bowl money line. But in uh, going back and forth with Caesars on this a little bit yesterday, they made a, a shuffle of the deck based on what happened on the divisional round weekend the chiefs were the super bowl favorite the eagles were the fourth choice uh, between the two uh, were the were uh, were the uh, i believe the bills and then the niners well obviously the bills are out now and the chiefs have maybe an issue with mahomes maybe not but they moved the eagles up to number 1 they dropped the they dropped the chiefs down to number 3 and then they have the ni- uh they have uh uh Cincinnati second and the Niners fourth. So they shuffled the deck a little bit. And what Adam Pullen at Caesar said about this is based on the fact that the spreads for potential Super Bowl matchups are all basically pick or one. The reason they went to Philly one, they said, look, it's as simple as this. The odds for the Super Bowl are determined by the point spreads in this week's conference championship games. The Eagles are the bigger favorite in the two games. So they're the favorite when it comes to Super Bowl futures now.
5: And it's so interesting to take a look at because right now, you take a look on DraftKings, and I mean, every single one of these teams is just right there. The biggest underdog, mm-hmm. because you were mentioning it with point spreads, that is the San Francisco 49ers. You're finding them right around plus 320, plus 330, depending mm-hmm. upon where you look. The Eagles, they're plus 240, and then those AFC teams, they're right around plus 260 to plus 275. So going to be so interesting to take a look at what we get this Sunday into the Super Bowl. And, Patrick, I know you do a great job of covering it all over at Vegas Insider. Always do appreciate it. Thank you.
7: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on tonight, and have a great uh, have a great conference championship weekend there, Greg.
5: Absolutely. Same to you, Patrick. Patrick does a great job taking a look at all the action across Vegas and just really worldwide with regards to sports betting. And coming up next, we'll dive into my DK Nation pick for this College Basketball Friday here on v the Sports Betting Network.